That is me. I am Mike, and I want to welcome everybody back. Um, so last time that we played Chris Estrad, um, our new party was able to get acquainted with each other, uh, and we finished up our time in Barovia by burying friends and saying goodbye. Ismark officially took over his uh, father's role as Burgomaster of Barovia. Um, and then with that, our team hit the road. Um, they were making their way to Madame Eva's encampment. Um, Irina believed that, or believes, that Madame Eva um, basically can steer everybody in the right direction, including her. Uh, a place for safety, um, helping you know, the party figure out the next steps for, for them. Um, so you guys all head uh, that direction to Madame Eva's encampment. Um, Irina as your guide. Uh, so as you're uh, heading that way, um, you arrive in a place filled with foliage. Um, and as Irina jumps through uh, this illusion, um, you guys quickly follow after. And you're met with open arms by the Vistani people. Um, now, for many of you, this is your first interaction with the Vistani people, um, and it was festive and fun. Um, and I would say that most of the party uh, kind of connected over happy times, you know, drinking, dancing, and laughter, all except for Gaius and Dell, who kind of remained uh, skeptical of their hosts and their situation, um, knowing what this land has, you know, brought for them. Um, once... Uh, uh, once everything settled down a little bit, uh, you guys, uh, or Madam Eva kind of presented herself to you guys, um, and the party at that point learned their fate. Um, to, to just kind of do a really, really fast recap as to what the party learned, um, the party uh, must collect a tome of knowledge, a symbol of hope, a weapon of vengeance, and an ally to assist them in defeating their foe. Um, you also learned where you'll be doing your final stand. Um, as we go through this, um, again, I'm not going to make you guys write any of this information down. As you guys go through this, um, I'll continually remind you, oh, hey, this was what you remember Madam Eva saying and this, that, and the other. Um, you guys would have all been, your characters at least, would have all been listening very intently and would not have forgotten that lightly. Um, uh, at this time as well, uh, everybody received um, items to help them on their journey ahead um, from Madam Eva. Um, during the fortune telling, um, Irina really wanted her for fortune told and begged uh, Madame Eva, oh, you have, to, you have to do mine, you have to do mine. And she did. But Ajira realized that something was wrong there um, and actually spoke to Madame Eva about it. Um, after talking, um, Madame Eva asked uh, Ajira to take an item, um, a necklace, an amulet, and uh, said, she would never take this from me. Please give it to her. She might take it from you. Um, and then after this point, I kind of screwed up as a DM. And I'll totally accept responsibility here because I kind of went with like an unnatural flow of things. Um, just trying to speed it along so we had this like, you know, really climactic ending to uh, the piece. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to kind of Tarantino this. So you guys presently are in the third round of combat, um, but we're actually going to kind of go back in time. We're going to go back to basically you guys leaving Madame Eva's tent. Um, you've just gotten all these items, and we're going to finish up a little bit of role-playing here. Um, and then once you guys decide, okay, we're ready for bed for the night, then we're going to basically time skip forward to round three in the fight. 
Um, anybody have any questions about that? When you say when we're ready to go to bed, you mean in game? In game. Yes. <laughs> it's not like Tom. we're going to say, hey, we're ready to go to bed, and Mike's like, all right, two more hours. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm exactly. positive, I can go to bed right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. All right, then just skip the combat. <laughs> <laughs> and it shouldn't take all too long, but it was a little bit of kind of a jarring thing because I was like, you guys left the tent. You spent the rest of the night and in the morning, you know, not even in the morning, it was in the middle of the night, you guys were attacked. So I and I, I did have a whole role-playing uh, situation planned for that, but I was trying to skip ahead and I, I made a poor decision on my part. So we're going to go back a little bit um, so it doesn't feel so rushed and uh, that you guys can have that moment of role-play, getting acquainted with your items, asking me questions, whether it be meta or in-game, uh, the Vistani people, whatever. Um, so... If nobody has questions um, as to what we're doing kind of in a meta way, um, to pick up, uh, the party leaves Madame Eva's tent. Uh, you don't see Ajira leave. Um, he stays behind for just a moment. And Irina uh, immediately turns around to the party and says, uh, wasn't that exciting? Aspion, what do you think it means when she says you're the likeliest candidate as she's kind of doing a mocking tone of Madame Eva? Um, what doesn't it mean, really? Oh, well, I'm sure you have some tricks up your sleeve. I turn my sleeves off. Nope, no tricks. Wow, she's impressed thinking that it's magic that you tore your sleeves off. Um, you're uh, you're on, not load. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't flex a bust out, he tore them off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then she goes, uh, Ajira, like you're just now walking out of the tent. Ajira, where did you go? Oh, I just uh, had to collect uh, my stuff real quick uh, with the whole new bag and everything. Oh, yeah. What's in there? Uh, this will be the uh, time I'm... that we're basically saying that you're going to find your stuff. I'm, uh, I'm not sure. And I'll uh, put my hand in and uh, want to summon whatever's in it. Yeah. And now I have to go back to my other notes because I uh, can't fully remember uh, what the name of it was. Um, oh, yeah. So you had the periapt of uh, wound closure. Um, so you reach in and... You pull out this um, this necklace, and while you're wearing the necklace, you automatically stabilize whenever you're basically dying. So at the start of your turn, you automatically stabilize. Um, uh, in addition, whenever you roll hit dice, uh, you regain uh, hit points, uh, or to regain hit points, you double the number. So it's got a couple of little things like that. Um, and Ajira, just as a reminder, and I don't know if you put it in the bag or if you just have it in your back pocket or something like that, uh, but you also have the amulet of proof um, that was meant to be given to Irina. Yeah, it's in my pocket. Cool. cool, cool. Just a reminder. Um, so with this, uh, there's singing, there's dancing, um, people are being very festive. Uh, there's a guy without a shirt on, he's tapping his head and, you know... Uh, his belly and doing a dance and making people laugh and there's another guy telling a story in the corner and what are we what are we doing mm, i am trying to find someone to play for okay yeah so there's kind of a, a grouping of folks that have these instruments that uh, you wouldn't necessarily be familiar with um they're very um I guess crude is probably the best word to use. Um, like they're definitely handmade and like they're not the best looking instruments. However, the sound that they make is actually fairly unique. Um, go ahead and give me a, uh, I guess it's a performance check um, to see how well you do at these instruments. 
Um, they're very new to you. Um, that's what I would say. Uh, so, so you rolled, okay. Um, they're very new to you. Um, you don't know all the ins and outs and how they work and they show you like, oh no, no, uh, go ahead and do this, but still you're making some decent music. And, uh, uh, Irina goes over and she goes, wow, you're a natural. Show me how you did that. Uh, and she sits down to play with you and grabs like a little drum because those are easy enough for her to do. Cool. Um, I can try and teach her. Yeah. We'll continue on with that. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys have a little moment there uh, where you're teaching her. What else are we doing, guys? Uh, I'm going to look around and see, I guess, what's her face is back in the tent. Um, (laughs) I guess just look around and see if I find any of these people that would be like suspicious or anything that catches my eye or. There like is a, a guy. Um, and also, let me change our setup here so you guys can see the encampment. I'll jump back over here. Um, I don't know if you guys can see the turn order. I'm just putting that to the side for now. Uh, we'll come back to that later. Um, guys, from where you're... Okay. Guys, from where you're standing um, right now... Um, and then also, can you guys... Can everybody see the entire map? Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. I know that was an issue last time. Um, over here by the carts, uh, there's just somebody a little shady. We'll say this guy. Um, is just being a little shady. Um, and I, I don't know. Shady's not the right word. I guess suspicious. Um, and he kind of looks at you, and he notices that you're looking at him, and he actually waves you over. He, he doesn't even unfold his arms with his head. He just kind of nods you over. Uh, I'm going to walk over. Do I Do I see Dell? I'm going to look around for Dell as I'm walking over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, you guys all just kind of came out of the tent here, so... Uh... I'm sure Dell is around here somewhere. Where are you, Dell? <laughs> I'm gonna. Well, I'm, oh, I'm gonna. As I'm walking, I'm going to. Cast. I'm next to Gaius on the map. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! All right. Um. I'll, yeah. I'm, if you try to point me, I'll I'll go with you. Yeah, I'm just gonna say, Dell, come with me real fast, and uh, okay. I'm gonna walk over to this guy. This guy down. Um. So yeah, you two. Uh, flank him. Walk over. You flank him. You flank him hard. <laughs> uh, walk over to this guy. Um. Who's got his arms folded up, um, um, and you know, like a piece of, uh, I guess, like grass, uh, wheat, whatever you want to call it, in his mouth, and um, he says, "Hey, new folks, huh?" Yeah, very new. I've been watching you two since you came in. Not the partying type, I imagine. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> Well, clearly you've come to the wrong place. What is this place? Why why are you all so happy? What's what what reason do we have not to be happy? Look at our little life here, and he kind of points around and yeah, they've made a humble little life here for themselves. Are are you not bothered by any of the creatures that seem to inhabit here? Any monsters attacking you? Is it safe for you? Why? How? I mean, it's as safe how... as anywhere else. Um, you know, we don't bother Strahd, and Strahd doesn't bother us. Uh, we just kind of have an understanding. Do you now? How did you come about having that understanding with a man like him? Oh, I mean, don't think that, you know, we did this, you know, ourselves. Uh, this is years upon years ago. Um, the Vistani people at that time, um, they didn't necessarily help Strahd, but they, they didn't hurt him either. And um, 
he became lord of the land, and he kind of gave back to the Vistani in that way, saying, hey, mutual respect, you know, no skin off my back, I'll do my best try not to, to hurt you guys. So, we live a fairly humble life, but at the same time, you know, let's he just raise our kids. gift without expecting anything in return? Didn't say that either. What did he expect? He... I take it. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I take it. Strahd is no friend of yours. Yeah, to, to to call him a friend or an ally or that he bestows gifts is not the right way to to phrase it. Um, he he allows us to be here. Um, it's it's one of those things that. You know, trees don't care where the leaves fall. That's very gracious of him. Seems to be more than he's willing to grant a lot of other people I've seen so far. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, not everybody is so lucky, that's for sure. Uh, and not even all Vistani are so lucky. What's your name? Regus. Tell me, Regus, is there a way out of here? It's it's Gregus with the G. Gregus. Regus. Uh, not Regus. for you. You um, you're you're probably gonna be here for the rest of your life. But I guess we all are, aren't we? What? What do you mean not not for us? I. <sighs> what do you mean? Oh. We're going to be here for the rest of our lives. Well, I don't mean to sound rude or mean, but I can't imagine your lives are going to continue that much longer as it is. We may die in battle, but if... it's not, Are you saying that you won't leave here? Ever? Oh, with no. the darkness on this land? I've, I've never left and I never will. None of us will. None of us have. Do you have you know, some way? Oh, okay. Do you do you have some way out of here? Like, like out of the encampment? Yeah, sure. You can just walk right out, but out of Barovia, absolutely not. Before I was here, I saw Vistani where I was outside uh, of Barovia. How is that right. possible? If there's no way to leave here, so there's no way for us to leave here. There are other Vistani that serves Strahd. And he uses this Vistani. Um, sometimes they're willing to help him. Sometimes he basically charms them to do his bidding. And other times... <laughs> <laughs> excuse me. And other times he uh, forces them, whether it be, you know, uh, holding a child hostage or, I don't know, some other cruel act uh, uh, of nature. And forces them to bring him um, new people to Barovia. The, why? For sport? Does he just like killing people? Yeah, I, I mean, I guess that's one way you can look at it. Um, you, you gotta... I, I mean, you gotta understand, I don't understand what a monster like him thinks. He... Uh, 
I, I've I've heard the stories and I've never seen him. Uh, you guys take a look at this guy, and I mean, you could probably guess that he's probably about mid thirties. And the fact that he hasn't seen him his entire life, I mean, that's that's saying something. Um, so I've never had an encounter with him, but uh, I don't. I don't. I don't ever care to. I hope to go with the rest of my life without seeing him. I'm gonna look up at Dell. So, Gregus, any advice? Yeah. Anything you've seen? <laughs> Pulls out a, uh, uh, a like a growler filled with um, ale and says, uh, "Got a bunch of bananas here as well. Uh, you guys want some ale and bananas?" I'll have a no. banana. Okay. I'm all right, but thank you. So he pulls off a banana and hands it to Dell. Um, and he just takes a drink of the ale himself and puts the growler back down and says, my advice is that you guys enjoy what little time that you have here. There's a lot of good women in this encampment, and I'm sure you can, uh, you can suede them, you know, with your, your foreign accents. <laughs> and uh, kind of walks away uh, to take a piss. Um, D- so. Dell doesn't know how to eat a banana. Dell's never uh, seen a banana before in his entire life. I need uh, you to I... roll me a d20 luck check to see how awfully you eat this banana. I guess no, I, he like I... he like holds it out to like Gaius, like. <laughs> um, no, no, do the roll. I want to see this. <laughs> Here, uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna help my boy out. I'm just gonna I'm gonna open this banana for him. <laughs> So they tell him like, yeah, it's a peel. It's a it's a tree fruit. Uh, <laughs> Del Del eats it tentatively at first, but he actually then he just devours it. Really, really enjoying it. That was great, Tally. <laughs> Speaking of whom, um uh, so we'll cut over to uh Aspion and uh Zav, uh, you guys don't have to do the same thing, but uh, what are you guys doing in all this? Uh, I have pulled out the small glass sphere that I was just gifted. It's about a pound in weight. And uh, I'm trying to figure out how it works. I'm saying different words at it, hoping that something happens, uh, poking it, seeing what happens, just saying, go, (laughs) raise, Light. Do it. <laughs> just do it. Just and do it. So for most of the, this time, I'm I'm just speaking at this thing um, until I come up with the command word that um, causes it to float into the air. Uh, Aspion, go ahead and roll me um, a an Arcana check. Oh. No, that's that was the DC. Um, so you've seen uh, drift globes before, uh, and you're watching Zavo Zav uh, struggle with this. Um, do you help him? Yeah, why not? Okay. Um, so Aspion, uh, you're gonna go over, uh, and you're going to uh, say, you know, hey, can I? Take a look at the uh, the globe, uh, and you'll realize, oh, hey, you know what this is. You were pretty sure you knew what it was, but you for sure know what this is. Um, and Zev, uh, Aspion's going to give you 
you know, a piece of advice. Uh, ask beyond what's your piece of advice in order to uh, get this globe working. Um, you know this, by the way, to be a drift globe, which is um, uh, this kind of like crystal ball that um, uh, basically uh, creates light and just kind of follows you around. Right. So Aspion knows that. But yeah, Aspion knows that. Steve <laughs> is totally unfamiliar. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if you want, I could do it for you. Uh, Aspion is then going to give uh, Zav the advice, uh, you know, that. You know, you, you just think about light, and then you feel a small tingle in your back. And the, oh, uh, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. That's, that's the advice that, that Aspion gives, which is actually the best advice uh, that anybody's ever given. Um, <laughs> uh, and Zav, uh, you can go I'm ahead and leave the chat, God damn it. <laughs> We lost Steve. <laughs> he, he was bringing up the bullshit from Dragon Ball Super about... Yeah. Gamifying Super Saiyan, and where all you have to do is feel a tingle in your back. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I, I saw that part. Yeah, that was. A... Um, but Zav, you're able to to kind of get it to flicker a little bit. Just just thinking about light, um, and you know, trying to will it into Globy. Um, you're able to get it to flicker just a little bit. Um, I, I look down at this this flickering globe, just. Concentrating so hard, completely blocking out everything else around me, uh, it has become my the, the <laughs> thing I'm most interested in right now. Awesome, awesome. So you're going to continue to work on that. Um, um, what else? Uh, what else are we doing uh, for the night? Mm, I think after playing the drums, myself. I'm pretty much uh, going to get a drink and head to bed. Uh, I guess guys might take a few target shots with his new bow if there's a thing that looks like a target, but if not, he won't. Sure, so. yeah, and I will say that you can uh, come over here and, uh, you know, shoot about 20 yards away from you. Um, uh, Are there small children around? Um, they, they know to, to not be standing over there uh, when a man has uh, a bow out. <laughs> <laughs> I would also say that guys is probably a good enough shot that he's not going to clip a kid. Well, <laughs> our party, um, it doesn't hurt to <laughs> Make sure <laughs> the bad man Rackus is dead now. It's okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I didn't even have a bow. Guys is just being sad the whole time, thinking like, "Ah, oh, if Rackus was here, this target would absolutely be a child." As I'm just shooting arrows at it. <laughs> Again, so I've gone. Didn't know. <laughs> so I've I gone over. That, check. that is true. <laughs> I've gone over what a couple of the. Um, items are uh, does anybody need a refresher on kind of what they got or their items or anything like that nope i've, I've no, done yeah. a lot of reading from i've got my one of the war mage so I'm yeah. good. i have a i have a question actually mike um can i wield a shield can i use my uh word and also wield a shield behind it what do you mean so when i activate my shield i no longer need to hold it can i also hold my normal shield? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. I just wanted to check. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I'm fully understanding, but also, uh, no. Uh, that, that kind of created the... Well, I didn't create it, but uh, I kind of gave you the animated shield to try to keep you from being broken. I feel like you're trying to find ways to break yourself again, so I'm going to say no. <laughs> yeah, I've, I was literally looking for another way. I yeah. was thinking from a very practical perspective, right? Like, if he has a shield that's hanging around him, Dell would 
whose entire like you know belief system is based around protecting others would obviously try to like even buff up his defense even more so if he has a shield he doesn't have to hold why would he not still hold a shield so it wasn't it wasn't totally meta me trying to break the game it was really like but if there's like a real practical reason like it interferes with like his ability to hold another shield then that makes then that's fine and yeah i mean it's it's around you but it's also not that it it basically frees up a hand but it it makes it so that it is a shield i wouldn't say that you'd be able to do both at the same time so okay and that's yeah 100 fine yeah and 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 we can even say you know dell attempts that um you know during your time here everybody else is messing with their weapons and new items and things like that um that you know you try like oh let me see if i can make the shield float around me and hold a shield and hit something it's it's just a little too cumbersome so it doesn't really work for you in combat if i decide to not hold a weapon at all could i then choose to hold my shield instead sure you'd really only be able to take shove actions but i mean so it would be basically boosting the ac plus two while losing the ability to attack yeah but would i be would you allow that would that be allowable yeah yeah i would say if you're if you're willing to make that trade-off i mean that very much seems like something that Dell would do to like come at like two shields and then like jump in like a, I imagine if like some kid was in trouble, Dell would be like twin shielding it rather than opting to attack or something like that. So yeah, I think Dell, that's right. Uh, I think if it was a situation where he felt like he couldn't, it was just him buying time for somebody else, then he would. But I think ninety nine percent of the time, you know, he views you know killing the opponent as as effective as as anything. So, but. I'll keep that back pocket. Yeah, yeah, of course. Gives you a little more versatility in your gameplay. All right, so before we uh, flash forward, um, questions, concerns, comments, actions? Nothing. Just putting on the necklace, making that clear. Okay, yeah, cool. All right. <laughs> we are, yes, uh, that is, is very clear. Um, uh, we are going to go ahead and flash forward to our third round of combat. Um, so where we're standing right now is that we have uh, Jira that was uh, technically knocked unconscious, but your necklace stabilizes you. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a dire wolf right next to you um, attacking you. Um, and there's uh, a berserker right next to Aspion, who we're going to start with. Um, so let's, uh, let's get it started up. Aspion, you're first. Okay. Um, as a bonus action, will, do I will I take um, attack of opportunity if I use Misty Step? You will not. Okay. Then I'm going to do that. Okay. And move. Let's see what. Go up to thirty feet. Right. Right here. Um, one thing I would say is it's yeah, thirty feet that you can see. So think about from where you were standing, where you were standing right there, um, or kind of just right in that general area. I don't know if you'd be able to see to the other side of the cart. You might have to be on either side of it. Yeah, like that. that works. Yeah, and I apologize. I know the grid doesn't perfectly line up, but yeah, that's probably about right. Okay. And then I'm going to. What, what do I want to cast? Um, magic missile at this guy right here. Okie doke. 
Smack that puppy. Do you really want him to do that? <laughs> Only so he can blame it on Mike later when the puppy dies. <laughs> uh, Somebody else can weigh in here. Um, you cast that at first level. I think it only rolled once for you, though. Or, I'm sorry, second level. But I think it only rolled once. Okay, see that sorry, I, do it again. I have to do it again? You have to do I, it... Six, how many times? So that's a... There's Five? actually... There's, there's a... I was reading up on this the other day because we were dealing with it with VAR. So if you go by the rules as written in the book... You actually just multiply that damage by the number of missiles, like all the missiles oh, okay. do the same amount of damage. So, and people go back and forth, and it's it's like a pretty controversial. But I think technically, by the rules of the book, it's all the missiles do the same amount of damage times the number of missiles. Okay, but that's totally okay. fine. Also How many missiles do we have, Steve, uh, at second level? It says three darts. I think it's plus one at second level. Yeah, it's oh. a second. Yeah, okay, so so times four, so you did 20 damage there. Um, this puppy is, uh, is, is not happy. It's looking uh, pretty messed up at this time. Cool. All right. You guys know me. Shot those masking missiles. Killing those dogs. Killing them. <laughs> just, One missile just... at a time. <laughs> <laughs> there is your little... <laughs> <laughs> a little animation there. All right, Aspion, are we done with your turn? Yeah. All right. Uh, so we're going to move uh, to this berserker who does not know what just happened to the dude in front of him because uh, he's a crazed lunatic. Uh, so he's going to run at the next closest thing to him, which is Gaius. Oh, I'm still... <laughs> uh, he's going to run at Gaius. Um, he is going to get uh, flanking advantage and attack down with his uh, great axe onto the good guy himself, hitting for 18. Well, shit. He didn't roll that well, so only taking 6 damage. Yep. Yep. Taking 6 damage. And he's going to go, ah, rah, gah, 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 and then he's going to see Aspion and kind of lock his eyes on Aspion uh, for the next turn. Um, um, and then uh, he's done with his turn, and we'll move forward to Ajira, who is lying on the ground. Going to need to make uh, some death saves. Nope, you... table. So what you need to do is you need to make death saves only for the fact that you could roll a d20 and it just pop back up on your feet. That's you're funny. not going to die. Uh, you're stable, but you could pop right back up if you roll a crit. Um, Go ahead and give us a roll. Where? Well, yeah, no, more. Did you say pass? Pass. I'm okay. Well, at first <laughs> I did, but then you're like, no, death saves. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, I guess I'm just rolling a d20 off of the year then. Fine. Uh, d20. And that's no. why we do that. So. <laughs> Uh, that is not considered the action. You pop back up on your feet uh, with one life, and um, you have a turn now. You can do stuff. Say ow. <laughs> um, I'm going to pop he healing word. Yeah, healing word on myself. It's a bonus action. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so you get eight life, uh, nine life, because I guess you had the one when you popped up. Okay. I'll put that in, and then that's the end of my turn. Uh, you still have an action. That is an action. 
Oh, that's a bonus. No, that's a bonus action. Um, in that case, after that, then I would like to cast bless as well on the target or on myself and up to three other creatures that you can see. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Let's do Del Gaius and. So the direwolves and uh, the berserker. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> One, two, and three. Okay. 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 <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Uh, you guys are blessed. I'll go ahead and put that on you. I find my little... Ble- Here, we'll do that one. That's, that's our blessing. Nice. You're feeling strong. You got a little got a little guy flexing. Flexibusting. Alright. Jira made use of his turn, and he thought he was just going to be passing. I did. Alright. We're going to go to this direwolf who just got blowed the fuck up uh, by Steve, and he's going to run at you. Um, I'll say a dire wolf is smart enough to stand next to another dire wolf so he can get his uh, pack tactic attack um, of opportunity. That's right, and uh, no, because he's running around. Oh, no, a Jira, from Matt. Oh, yeah, yeah. Matt. yeah, go ahead, man. Go ahead. Yeah, I forgot, say, but yeah, yep. Uh-huh. Go ahead, smack him. Zero, zero damage. Yeah, how is that even possible? What? It's an unarmed, it's an unarmed, unarmed uh, strike. Uh. But it should be a D four. <laughs> I don't have any like melee weapons or anything. Like yeah, but that. at least from your blast, yeah, but it's a D four. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's why I did with bludgeoning or with unarmed uh, D four. What's your strength yep. modifier? Negative one. So yeah, he must have. Ro- he probably rolled a one oh, and then yeah, he subtracted probably rolled a one. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, then I-, I guess I'll stick with the zero. Then I, I can see right. where we got to. <laughs> The number that we got, I just didn't feel right to me. Uh, the puppy does okay, nothing and runs over to... The extra D4 for the bless? That's to attack he, he roll, not damage. Well, he yeah. also doesn't bless himself. He blessed you three, but he didn't bless himself. That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it's okay. So, uh, pup's gonna run over to uh, Steve and attack with um, Bite. Uh, he gets to roll with advantage, so 14. That hits... Okay, and then you have to make a strength saving throw of a DC 13. Plus 1d4. Plus 1d4, that's right. Add that puppy in there. So... What's up? Slash, slash roll. Yeah. Yep. Oof. Son of you, a bitch. So even with the d4, I mean, you can roll it, but even with the d4, it's not going to... Be enough, you're not going to make that DC 13. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so you're taking nine piercing damage and you've been knocked prone. So you'll need to use half your movement to get up next turn. Okay. Because <laughs> he's a dog. Where um, is knocked prone for you? I don't know if you can have multiple of these little guys on at the same time, but we're going to find out. Yeah, you can. Cool. Okay. Awesome. Uh, that is the wolf's turn, and we're going to move on to Delivaris. Del, you kind of got like a little 1v1. Everybody else is fighting in a group, and you got a little 1v1 going on down here with this berserky. Got a little 1v1. I'm about to stop having a little 1v1. You're going to kill Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> I'm going to move. How do you do? Whoa. Like that. <laughs> they would never see it coming. <laughs> <laughs> that was accidental. Um, let me change that. 
gosh. It's funny. Alright, uh, Dell will provoke an attack of opportunity by moving away from that guy. Um, and and move here next to Gaius and attack the uh, direwolf. All right, you yeah. jump over to Gaius, uh, invoking a attack of opportunity. It is going to be fourteen. He doesn't have so advantage. So that's not going to hit. I actually can't remember if I used reckless on him or not, so I don't know. <laughs> so we're going to say no because I don't remember. Um, so we're going to go with the fourteen. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh. You're going to basically run up to guys, do a predator handshake, and then take the rest of your turn. And uh, all right, then I will use the uh, full attack iron gauntlet, which is now a d10, and attack the wolf. Make it happen. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's seven, seven. damage. Uh, which one are you attacking the wolf? It's the one on the right, which disappointingly was lower than the D8 on the right. Right, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, oh, interesting. Um, yeah. All right, no problem. Unfortunate. Putting that in there. All right, both wolves are looking really fucked up, but both berserkers still fairly healthy at this time. Um, anything else we're doing with our turn here, Del? Uh, nope. Just okay. chilling. All right. Uh, this berserker here is... Um, pissed he is he just ran away and he whiffed him and he's like no and he's gonna go and run up nope not in the fire and he is going to uh strike up on dell here uh he is going to use reckless now i'll make that known um he's going to use reckless now and even with advantage he's hitting 12 um, keep in mind, you have advantage against him as well, and um, he is going to just completely whiff you uh, with frustration and trying to get around that fire. Uh, we are going to move on to Gaius Ashill's turn. All righty then. Um, crap, I'm boxed in. I definitely can't hit this berserker with a bow, can I? Uh, I mean, you can. I think you impose disadvantage on yourself, but you can definitely give it a shot. Ah, it's an archery joke. Huh. <laughs> Dude, I got Josh. <laughs> Good job. Good freaking job. Yeah, All right. I, I would, on a curve. I would definitely just how close he is to me. Uh, I would definitely um, maybe not impose tack of opportunity because you're going to get a lot if you try to get away. Yeah, so because I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to move. Obviously, um, hmm. Like so, I guess this guy, these two that are right next to me, are too close to hit with a bow, right? I can't shoot him point blank. I believe you can shoot him point blank. Uh, again, I think you just impose disadvantage on yourself. Yep. If I can remember the rules, within part. five. Uh, yeah, anything five within yards. five yards of you, uh, basically, then imposes disadvantage at whatever you hit. Now you can counteract that with some of your stuff. Want, is but, this guy raging right now? Is he doing his thing? Um, again, I'll say no just because, again, I cannot remember if I put Reckless on these guys or not, and that's just bad me. So we'll say no for this round, and then I'll... I'll I've already enraged the other guy, um, this guy. So I guess you would have flat against him because he would take uh, advantage against attack rolls. Uh, so, so if I'm going to go flat, I'm just going to shoot this guy and see cool. if I can... Uh, yeah. Cool. What up? All right. And uh, I'm going to use my uh, um, what disadvantage, but I have advantage. Uh, 
I'm gonna use my uh, my thing. My uh, yeah, my make him my dedicated. Oh, sworn enemy. enemy? Yeah. yeah. All right. This is now your sworn enemy. I'll give him a little uh, put like a target on him or something like that. Let's see what I got here. Nice. There you go. He's got the ninja sworn enemy on him. Nice. All right. Uh, gonna take a shot. Gonna shoot him in the dick. All right. So I've got advantage on him, right? Uh, not advantage. You're just flat with him. No, but but because you're a sworn enemy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yes. Advantage. All right. <laughs> that's like if the not 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 thing it's like at what point yeah. is it you know <laughs> not a negative um cool so uh, holy and then shit, 17 uh, damage let Good me point. uh roll another one just in case i crit i did not crit all right then just because advantage i might as well see if i can go crit fishing there um, right right yeah all right so seven Seven plus five, uh, looking at twelve damage there. Coolio. Well, that's disappointing. I rolled a one for damage, plus four for dexterity, plus seven, so twelve. <laughs> um, uh, I'm gonna use an enfeebling arrow on that guy as soon as it hits. Okay. Remind me what that does, or I okay. will. Okay. Try again. <laughs> I did not do that right, did I? <laughs> Arcane shot options. Oh my god. I'll just do a quick look up and look up the healing arrow here. I just read it. Um, a creature hit by the arrow takes an extra 2d6 necrotic damage and must also succeed on a constitution saving throw, or the damage dealt by its weapon attacks is halved uh, at the start of, uh, until the start of my next turn. So roll the extra oh, damage. Fuck yeah, Josh. <laughs> and I'll roll <laughs> and I'll roll constitution. Yay. Alright, two D sixes. Oh wow. Okay. Well, I'm fine. <laughs> do I still take the damage if I do the constitution Yeah, you still take the damage. Okay. So he took four extra damage. Alright. And Mike, Dang. is this where you go? Boom. Yeah, flexibus done, you guys. Well that sucks. Alright, it looks like my turn is over. Um, That's okay. This guy is officially bloodied now. Um, he, uh, so from from that enfeebling arrow, it it didn't do the full effect, but it definitely still fucked him up pretty good. Uh, with that, we're gonna go over to this direwolf here, and uh, he's going to um, attack up on Gaius as he has um, advantage. Uh, uh, my hit points that are displaying on this thing, what you can see, is not my hit points. Because this is my not leveled up character, and my character that's leveled up is in D and D Beyond, which I'm using the Beyond Twenty thing. Oh no problem. How many hit Just points a, do you have? What's your max? And your uh, thirty-six and twenty-six is my current. Thirty-six. I'll just do a quick update there for the token. All right, and uh, you're—I oh, just did that, but you're going to want to minus uh, fifteen from that because he hit for twenty-four. I can't imagine you have that DC, and then you need to make a strength saving throw to see if you get knocked prone here. Holy shit. Uh, yeah. Real quick, Mike, I'll use my reaction to oh. uh, give him disadvantage on his attack. Okay, so then he is not going to hit. Uh, as he moves forward, um, uh, 
your floating shield basically jerks over real quick to block his snood. Snood? Snout? Whatever it's called. <laughs> and the wolf is not. I don't know what it's called. It's not snood, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> and the wolf is not able to, uh, to to bite Gaius. Gaius, you you saw you saw just like a glimpse of like your life flash before your eyes, but Del came in clutch. Um, the wolf backs off. The wolf backs off, looking agitated, and uh, you do not have to roll that saving throw because it missed now. Uh, nice, because I got the seven instead of the twenty-four. That's oh exactly wow! It. <laughs> Coming in mad clutch with that shield. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hey, and Mike, I I know I called that a little bit late. I I I will call it before you actually roll in the future. That way, I don't just like, oh, that will be a seven then. <laughs> I, just, I wasn't okay. paying attention, but I did. So, but I will generally use it because I only use it once on my off turn. It's my one reaction, but. It'll generally be what I do whenever anyone within five feet of me is attacked. Gotcha. And, that's and then, and, and that's a exactly. reaction, so it's, yeah. it's fine. I, I'm not going to stick along that too much. Zav, it is finally your turn. Um, having spent uh, a few seconds behind this wagon, I, I catch my breath. And um, for Aspion, who's really the only one who can kind of see around the cart, and maybe Ajira. Uh, if they're looking over, they see my eyes glow and start to glimmer. And uh, from my back, two large incorporeal wings fly out. And uh, I take to the sky. And I fly 30 feet this way. Okay. Um, I'm going to cast Magic Missile at second level. Uh, and then I'm also going to spend uh, two sorcery points and uh, use twin spell. Uh, so I'm basically going to be casting it twice for the cost of one. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to hit both of the berserkers with uh, essentially a second level magic missile. All right. Nice. Awesome. Uh, so, so that's times four on each, 16 correct? damage on each berserker. Got it. Uh, and then, as part of my um, my wings, I can uh, add an additional four radiant damage to uh, one of those berserkers. So one um, gets hit for twenty, and one gets hit for sixteen. Okay. I already put the one in, um, so I'll do the other one. Gets hit for twenty, then. Right on. Yeah, dude. Tons of damage on that turn. Holy cow. And so now I'm floating about 15 feet up in the air with these uh, incorporeal wings. Um, and, and you know that everybody around you right now only has a, at least of what they've shown you so far, is a melee attack range of five feet. So. Yep. And that's my turn. That's turn. Sick. Aspion. You got knocked prone, dude. So I'll spend half my movement to get up. All right. Wakey, wakey. Which I wasn't going to go anywhere anyway, so. <laughs> joke's on you, dude. Yeah, Fucking joke's wolf. on you. Stupid wolf. Fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> How's this wolf looking? Uh, the one right in front of you is looking right fucked up. The one over here, not that great. This dude's looking fucked up. Uh, and honestly, this dude's about half. He just is hitting bloodied after getting fucking beaten by some missiles, some darts, some magic darts. Um, Mike, before we go too much further, should I roll a d20? Yes, thank you. Hold up, sorry, we're going to pause your turn for one second, Aspion. Uh, go ahead and roll that d20. Okay. Um, I forgot. 
All right, so uh, <laughs> surround me for the next minute. Ah, uh, shit. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, Zab does all this cool shit. You guys notice all this damage, and, I mean, not just, like, Aspion shot, like, some magic missiles, but Zav really shot just all over the place magic missiles. Uh, and then next thing you know, there's all these, like, butterflies and, like, flower petals just kind of, like, just around him, just, like, flying and swirling around him. Uh, Aspion... The, the butterflies almost give you the inspiration to stand up. And we'll start on your turn now. <laughs> okay. I'm still going to stand up. <laughs> I choose to lay down. And I'm going to use Scorching Ray. All right. Um, I'm going to cast away throw... your Scorching Ray. I've got three rays. I'm going to throw one at this guy, okay. and two at this guy. Okay. And so each seven damage? Each one, um, on a hit, each, take, each target takes 2d6. Okay, cool. Yeah, so we'll so, just yeah. go off of what you, yeah. So seven damage each. Um, you kill the wolf right in front of you. Cool. That guy's gone. Hot. And this guy, he took it twice, so he took 14. Yeah, he took it twice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm over here struggling with math like a dummy. And uh, both Berserkers are about in the same position. They're both looking... Actually, they literally have the same health. Uh, they're both looking pretty messed up right now. Um, uh, Aspion, one thing to mention is that you watch this wolf fall over and you know catch on fire as he takes this Scorching Ray. But I know you only have half your movement now, so you have 15 feet, but you can move without invoking tack of opportunity. You know, that's, that's probably a good idea. I'm going to move over here. Or you don't have to. I mean, it's completely up to you. I'll move right there. Okay. Cool. I'm assuming that's about 10 feet. That's good. Yeah, yeah, it's about 10 feet there. Sweet. And Is that all for your turn? Yeah. Okay. We're going to hop over to the Berserker that just got uh, lit on fire. Uh, he patting the back of his head to put his hair fire out. And uh, he is going to uh, continue to attack on Gaius here. He does have advantage. Uh, he's going to attack away. But I'm not thinking he's going to connect with a 13. Nope. Missy miss. Uh, the fire uh, really spooked him. Uh, he's not having it. He's actually kind of scared at this point. He, he, you can see the fear in his eyes as we switch over to Ajir's turn. Okay. Um, how is Guys and Delve looking? Health-wise. Like, are they looking bloodied or just a little Del, Del looks fine. Del, Del's fine. Um, Gaius, he's, he's, he's mostly fine. He's taking yeah. a little bit. He looks like slightly worse for wear, but like I'm not like in mortal danger or anything like that. I've been surrounded worth, by two dudes. For yeah. it's worth, Aspion is bloodied. Yeah, Aspion's taking a hit. Yeah, but you doesn't have anyone around him. Um, so I'm gonna be shooting that guy. Okie doke. Short bow shoot. All right. I am trying to remember. Dire wolf. Uh, it's not going to hit. It's going to fall just a little short of the uh, the dire wolf in this situation. Um, um, it's not going to do any damage there. 
And then bonus action, I am going to shoot um, a ba -ba -ba, hewing word out. Okay. And healing you D for five. Who, me? Yeah, you. Yes, you. Cool. That's it. All right, and we're flipping over to Del. Del Yuvaris, you see two large berserkers who look familiar. Maybe they even killed your friends at some point. Both looking pretty fucked up and bloodied. Tell me Wait, how you. Are those? Are they the same guys? I don't know. They look kind of similar. Oh shit, man! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Del Del attacks the. Uh, Attacks the wolf. Okay. Drop the hurt. Well, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> no, not even no device. Oh, oh. what's up? <laughs> Again? <laughs> what is going on? All right. Well, I guess I do fourteen damage. <laughs> it's still enough to kill him. Either way, it was enough to kill him. All right. Uh, you you delete that wolf. You punch him so hard in the skull that he lays down and never gets back up. Mm. Yes. <laughs> uh, and that is... Uh, yeah, that's the end of my turn. And you predator handshake Gaius uh, and uh, spin back around to look at this berserker who's about to drop the axe hammer on you. Oh, that's a wolf. So sorry. Oh he my gosh. bit me? He, he, motherfucker? <laughs> this motherfucker bit you, dude. Sorry. <laughs> I'm dumb. Uh, hitting for 22. Hitting for 22. That hits. Five slashing damage. Five slashing damage. Oh, and I, I take three off of it because I have my feet allows me to take three damage off of non-magical non right. damage. Sounds good. So I will take two damage. His will I ever recover? Heels are coming your way. Don't worry. <laughs> Please he don't heal me. <laughs> the largest helpful. Three damage means nothing. Or I guess two damage. Um, uh, all right, this berserker uh, finally connects and he's like, ha ha ha, and then realizes, oh no. <laughs> he's fine. Oh no. <laughs> Del's like, yeah, way to get that kink out of my neck. Caius, <laughs> you are up. I'm going to see if I can, since this guy's my sworn enemy, I'm going to take another shot at him. Uh, another okay. advantage shot, and I'm gonna use uh, I'm gonna use sharpshooter to. All right. Let's see. Oh, I okay. critted one. Ah, All the right, crits, cool. you guys. He's uh, dead. Pretty sure there's, you delete him. Yeah. No way he could. Oh yeah, yeah. He's, he's absolutely deleted. He's a goner. Because he's, he's gone. take. He's a goner. He's a goner. Holy shit! All right, well, let me see how much damage that would have done. Like. What? Let me mouse over this thing. 18 damage, right? So 6. 18 plus a crit. Wait, no. That, yeah. was, okay. Dang, that was a yeah. terrible roll. 4 plus 5 plus... Yeah, you rolled a, a nat 1 on one of them. <laughs> yeah, I did. And then... uh, 3d6 and one was a 1. <laughs> piercing against enemy. That's cool. And then he's taking 10 on top of that from uh, Sharpshooter. So. Um, so yeah, so he's he's definitely deleted. Uh, you land thump, right in the middle of his forehead. Uh, half the arrow sinks right into him like butter, and then he just falls backwards. Sick. 
Zav. With all the butterflies and flower petals around you, you notice some weirdness. It is your turn. Uh, while I'm I'm still kind of hovering here, um, I'm going to cast Magic Missile at first level on the remaining Berserker. You sure you don't want to hit one of your party members? Uh, not this time. I'm saving okay. that later. Okay, got it. Sounds like the fun so, thing to do. That's what I was asking. Um, uh, nine damage? Nine damage. Right. And I will use the... Use 15 feet of my movement to land gently on the ground. Okay. And the butterflies will land around me. Flower petals fall gently to the ground. It looks like a John Woo movie. Fantastic. I love that. Dell hasn't seen it. Uh, what color are the butterflies, Zaf? Uh, most of them are pink. Uh, several of them are white. Love it. Aspion, you're up. Um, there's one dude and he's looking super fucked up if it helps you yeah I'll move towards him a little bit yep so I'm just trying to be I line did of sight 32 damage to that berserker <laughs> screw that guy yeah screw that guy screw that guy yeah. Hey, Josh, screw that guy. Thanks, man. Guys, I feel like we should all screw that guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. No. <laughs> Kinky. Um, as a bonus action. There it is. Or can I, can I yes. use a sorcery point as a bonus action? A what is it? Sorry. A sorcery point. I believe that is a full action. Use a sorcery point, Tyler. You may need oh, to wait. convert sorcery points under bonus actions. Oh, okay. I stand corrected. You have the information. It's right there. Well, I'm going to do that as a bonus action. Do it. And then I'm going to cast. Um. Scorching ray. All three of this dude. All right. Yep, it's going to hit, and times four. Uh, you incinerate him. He disintegrates. Uh, where, did you, where did you aim the beams? I think it's only times three. Yeah, it's, it's doesn't matter. Doesn't, guys, it doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> He's gone. Right, <laughs> right, right in the center of this dude's body. Oh, my gosh. He disintegrates like, out like a donut. Like, it, goes, it hits him. And, like, you think he's fine, and then you see the rest of his body kind of burn up through a hole. He ends with a giant donut hole in the middle of his being. And with that, like crap, you guys, <laughs> with that, you guys have ended combat and uh, uh, killed, killed the dudes. You guys done did it. You did it. Uh, I'll give you guys uh, a moment here to catch your breath. Um, one of the things that was brought up is that uh, nobody knows where Irina is uh, at this yeah. time. Um, just curious, that's all. And I'm, I apologize, because I'm just trying to get to my notes over here. Dell, thank you. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, I, I, uh, Dell will go around and just use Lay on Hand, who's healed, um, or not, who's damaged. I'm I'm okay. Yes, please. Um, yeah, how so how much health are you missing, Matt? Uh, quite a bit. <laughs> uh, nine of twenty-three. So uh, 
So you're 14 out? I'm missing 11 health. Oh, yeah, 14. Sorry. I can do that. Uh, yeah, then I'll, I'll heal you back up to full. Anyone else need a, need a heal? I'm down 10. And I'm I down 12. Use... Oh, then I will use the rest on, on Espeon. Uh, which is six. Um, BT dubs, I will heal um, Gaius up completely. Oh, sick. Thanks, man. All right. You guys uh, mess with your health as necessary. Um, look around I, and see if I can spot Irene, I guess. Like, is, he, is she still in the tent? Is the tent on fire? Like, what? Yeah. So uh, there's this big fire right here, and it's actually heading toward Madam Eva's tent. Um, and uh, and right now it is hella smoky all around you guys. It's actually getting harder and harder to see and breathe even. Um, um, and this fire is heading for Madam Eva's tent. Are all the villagers gone at this point? Everybody uh, is gone from your area. However, you can see them over here. I don't know if you can see that ping. Over here across the river. Um, now, now they're not just sitting there like staring at you. They're they're just kind of getting themselves together and trying to run away. Um, and uh, uh, a Where's deep. I don't know. I just keep popping up and I keep deleting them, and I just don't know where the hell they're coming from. <laughs> You're really failing because they keep popping. Yeah, I mean they're out of control. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> I guess what I could do is this is how COVID nineteen started up. Right. I tried deleting it. Did I, did I get it all? Everything. I just took everything off. <laughs> um, I'll let you guys back in. In the meantime, I, I fold my wings back in, and they they disappear as if they never happened. Hmm. I'm looking at this with like mild amazement. I'm just like, that's kind of a lot to take in. Uh, I, I'm still, like, there's still a couple butterflies around, and I'm just as confused and amazed as everybody else. <laughs> wow. All right, we're just living with timers now, guys. <laughs> okay. Okay. Seriously. I don't know what the fuck this is. <laughs> we have never seen this before. It's super weird. They're just pinging in random places. Um... <laughs> so what's happening is... <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, on my screen, and maybe it's not on anybody else's screen, all the timers were in one square. Like 60, I guess 70 of them? So I was just like pulling them out and dragging them places. <laughs> and and I, then I was like, well, I wonder how many can come out. And I didn't know you guys could see them <laughs> until you just said that. And I was like, alright, well, my fun's over. And then we came back and the timer thing was still there. But now it's gone. I have no more timers to, to add in. <laughs> I'm glad that I'm still chewing through the the backlog on our, our end. <laughs> All right. So anyway, um, uh, so yeah, this fire is heading towards Madame Eva's tent, and it has caught on fire at this point. Um, and a deep mist uh, kind of starts to roll in um, as as this fire is spreading throughout the encampment. All the uh, carts are starting to catch on fire. The tents are, are catching on fire. <laughs> Somebody else found the timer thing. Jesus Christ, you guys. <laughs> out of control uh, that mist is not good I'm gonna run to see if I can find Irene or Madame Eva I guess yeah I'll run into I'll run into the tent yeah, okay, I'm, I'll, I'll be, I'm right as you them. guys uh, kind of flick the flat back to jump into the tent 
um, you see Irina um, on the ground, low, and she looks up at Dell because Dell was, let's say, the first one there. Looks up at Dell and just puts a finger to her lips, almost to say like "shh." And and also, it should be noted, this tent is completely empty. It's not nearly as big as it was when Madame Eva was in there. There's no more things, and Madame Eva is gone. It's completely hmm. emptied out tents. Very small, and Irina's just on the floor and just kind of gives you the, the whisper finger. So as this mist is rolling in, um, you start to hear footsteps. And it's weird because you're outside. And, like, you can normally hear footsteps, sure, but you have crackling of fire, but it almost sounds like footsteps are, like, almost like on solid ground, like rock or stone. Like and a one set of footsteps or, like, a group of people's footsteps? Go ahead and roll me a perception check. Mm. You know nothing. Um, you, you, all that you can hear is like the crackling of fire and you're kind of panicking and you can hear horses that were across the river. Um, and you, you see Irina in the sh and you look back at everybody and that's kind of where you are. Um, and let me see if I can pull up, uh, right over here from kind of behind the flames, you guys see an elf pop out. And I'm going to pull up his token in just a second when I find him. Uh, there he is. <laughs> what in the world? An elf uh, pops out from the mist. Um, he has a naturally dark skin and two shadow mastiffs that are kind of trailing behind him. Um, his hands are in front of his waist with his fingers laced. And he scans the demolished encampment before him. And within about a second or so, um, you know, maybe about 10, 12 feet on his other side, uh, another figure starts to walk up. It's a large figure um, that has kind of like a tattered hood. You can't actually see the face of this person. However, you can see it's clearly a dragonborn. And the I wonder who it is! You guys know this to be, well, some of you guys, I should say, know this to be your old companion, Sagoon. I don't think Dell can see her. Uh, that's or fair, guys. you're in the tent. Yeah, yeah or guys. guys. Actually, you guys don't know who she is. Yeah. That's fair, that's fair. Um, in between the elf and Sagoon, just being meta here, um, emerges a pale man finely dressed um and he's apparently in you know his late 20s early 30s uh jet black hair that is swept back from his face uh, revolting resulting excuse me in a prominent like brown widow's peak uh he has dark liquid eyes that seems to sow you know insecurity in you and he steps further forward uh than the other two here let me uh Probably here to help. Of course. Rackus. No, you buried Rackus. I didn't turn him into put a that fool in the ground. And he steps forward a little further than the other two. His face is strangely the exact same one on the starting screen that we've been on. Hmm. That is weird, weird how that happens. I don't know. Uh, 
<laughs> uh, do you guys want to reposition yourselves real quick? Because these guys did walk in fairly slowly. Uh, you guys would have a little bit of time to uh, reposition yourselves if needed. Has has Dell? Yeah, I guess Dell would would be coming out of the tent. Right, you would have heard at least somebody by this point. I mean, he's not that far, and it's not like there's actual walls. So I mean, wherever fair. everyone else stands, Dell will just kind of stand in the the front with the with the shield active. And I won't be too far from Dell, in front of the rest of them, like next to him, I guess. Okay. So. Um, the man speaks up. Evening. I am Strahd von Zarovich, Dark Lord of the Valley of Barovia and Master of Castle Ravenloft. He tilts his head with a slight nod as if to greet you like a gentleman. I am going to return that nod, uh, but a little bit more like, I guess, genuflect, like I'm going to nod a little bit further forward, I guess. Uh, Del will activate his divine sense. We can detect uh, good or evil. Evil. I'm going to message Dell at the same time. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to cast a message to Dell and just say, "We can't take him in a fight, Dell. Don't even try." It also Don't tells me of any undead that are in the area. Uh, you sense four undead. Which ones? Oh, yeah, uh, I tell you specifically. Uh, Strahd, yeah. Sagoon, uh, and the two Shadow Mastiffs. Okay. And um, also, it tells me any fiends. So if the other guy's a fiend, then... Uh, not a fiend. Okay. Um, also, no. cel- Celestials, but that seems unlikely. Three <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Celestials. Uh... Oh, my goodness. Also, Dell and Guys are just kind of taking in the fact that it's Sagoon now. Holy crap, we came do out. We, do we recognize it as Sagoon? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And and I, I could probably realign these guys a little bit better. Um, we're going to say they walked over here, because why the hell not? You guys could see them when they entered the fiery area. Um, and um, he goes, uh, so, so he does this nod, uh, and he goes, I am here to send you a warning. I know you were the last ones with Tatiana. Where? (laughs) 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 Okay, that was actually pretty good. Amazing. Pretty good. What are you talking about? Fantastic. Really Uh, perfectly timed. Rewind here. Um, I I know you were the last ones uh, with Tatiana. I know not what your relationship is to her, but you should know that you are dabbling in affairs that do not concern you. And there is a strong spite in his voice when he says that. For that is not why I brought you to Barovia. So, tell me where she is, and we'll be on our way. Tatiana, do you... I I look around to the other uh, people in the party. I I don't... Is Ruth there? Tatiana. Uh, no, I I don't think I know Tatiana. Was it the soothsayer? Playing the fool will only get you so far. No, I'm, I'm genuinely genuinely asking this. Is it the soothsayer? Because <laughs> we don't know a Tatiana unless it's the soothsayer I, or someone else. That, that was Madame. His his glance uh, flips up at Zavo and Ajira, and then. Lines up directly with Dell. Says, 
Good paladin. Tell me where she is. For everyone's sake. Del says, I know no Tatiana. Be gone, evil thing. <laughs> Strong-willed as ever I see. He looks back at his elf friend and goes, Excellent choice, Rahadin. His tone lightens up a bit at this point. He goes, Please, please, I lose my manners. You are my honored guest here in Barovia. And you are the reason I'm here. What do you what, want? What reason would that be? Ah, uh, Gaius, yes. I am here to cordially invite you to dinner at Castle Ravenloft tomorrow at dusk. You will have my word that you will receive full amnesty during this time, and you will accept my invitation. Amnesty for what? Oh, I promise not to kill you just yet. Fun question. Let's say we don't know where this castle is. Oh, worry not. Rahadin here will see to it uh, that you guys have uh, transportation to get to the castle. Can they pick us up here? Uh. He, he does a slight bow and extends his hand with a fanciful envelope uh, and holding it to Dell as Dell is the closest to him. Dell doesn't touch it. I'll, uh, Gaius will step forward and, uh, like, reach out to accept it, I guess. Okay. Gaius, I'm gonna move you over here and you're gonna reach out to, uh, take the envelope. And, um, he extends his body, you know, back up and says, um, so be it. If you do not know where, Tatiana is at this time, then I guess that concludes our time together. My good sir, do you know a way out of this place? Of course I do. And where might that be? Would you like to leave? Do you know where Jeremy is? Again, his eyes flip up at Zav. Back on guys. <laughs> I've been looking for a way home. I've been told there isn't one. There's always a way. Come, have dinner with me. I'm going to look over to Sagoon. To, and it's a very noticeable look. Like, I guess I'm kind of hoping that he comments on my bewilderment at at her. Oh, you see your fallen companion here. Sagoon is my newest addition, and he steps back and just kind of pulls her cloak back and rubs his hand on her scaly head. Uh, 
and says, yes, she will be a fine addition to my collection. Now understand, not a bride, but a fine addition to my collection. I'm going to look over at Tell and then look back at him. I turn to Gaius. You, you know that dragon? Well, dragonborn. One of our companions before. One of the two that fell in battle. She made a mistake, but she does not deserve this. Agreed. You make it sound as if being part of my court is a punishment of some sort. No, I have enlightened Sagoon. I've given her a second life. No one desires your second life, fiend. You will hold your tongue, Paladin, at least while we're at dinner. I promise you nothing except for the death at the end of this hand. And Dell raises up his gauntlet. You seem feisty. I, I admire that. I, I truly do. But you don't know how much danger you're in at this exact moment. Likewise. Uh, he smiles I'm to, slowly. I'm going to try and... Do I recognize this man as the one that I met before, or spotted before? Um... Go ahead and give me a perception check for me. Mm -hmm. I'll say a DC 15, because he's pretty far. Ah, sure. So, so you're, you're not entirely sure. Um, but he's introduced himself as Strahd. So... You know who he is at the very least. Um, Tell me, Lord Strahd. His gaze flipped back over to you. The night our friends died. Was that you that I saw? On the rooftops? He seeks to not answer your question, um, or so you feel. Um, um, I'm not going to push any further. He says, um, so, so basically the last thing uh, that was said to him was you know, an insult, of course. And so he says, um, before I leave, uh, if you do know where Tatiana is, I simply ask that you keep her safe. These trying times. Paladins cannot lie. I know nothing about this Tatiana. And well, even if I did, I would use everything within my power to keep her from you. Okay. He smiles. And you hear Strahd call out. And I apologize, I'm going to butcher this name. Bocephalus. And out of the mist you see this flaming monster standing eight feet tall. High, I guess high is probably the better word for it. Engrossed in smoke and flames. That it's thing? Strahd's... No, here, I can put it on the screen for you. It's uh, Strahd's Nightmare. That's the campfire, Josh. 
I, I, I realize that now. Okay, just making sure. Oh, I don't have a token for it. I apologize. I'll make one. Um, but it's Strahd's Nightmare. Uh, so for those that don't know, a nightmare is like this dread steed um, that appears in like like a smoky cloud. Um, it's it's like so I guess it's like it's like mane and tail are like these smoky clouds, and its hooves are like wreathed in like flames and like lava. Basically, think like horse Balrog, um, and Strahd uh, slowly walks over. Uh, we'll, we'll say it's the campfire right over by the campfire. Slowly walks over and mounts the creature. And flies away at like an unearthly speed, vanishing into the night. Rahadin turns into a bat and floats away. And the two mastiffs just seem to kind of fizzle backwards into the mist. Sagoon is the last one there and continues to make eye contact with Gaius and Dell for maybe about five seconds but in dead silence before vaporizing into mists. And that is where we will end our session tonight. Oh, shit. I could have taken him. I could have took him. I love...